sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, Woolly Mammoths. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Bricardi. And this week we're finally doing our top 10 songs of 2018, part one. Well, top, top 10 20. each. Yeah, it's yeah. a top 20. And uh, Although Mammoth, not necessarily, like some songs on my top 10 would not be in your top 20. So, I, yeah, yeah, that's I true. Well, that's why I say our, our, it's the royal hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bring up Woolly Mammoths because, as we all know, they recently found uh, water like a mile below the surface of Mars, which means most likely woolly mammoths on Mars. Hmm. That's the dream, anyway. Woolly mammoths like a mile underground, but tiny. And also, they shoot lasers from their eyes. Maybe it's like Discworld, where Mars is just on top of a woolly mammoth. I don't... Like, I understand your references. Discworld, isn't that some Terry Pratchett shit? Hmm? Well, is Terry Pratchett good, or yeah, or is yeah, he somebody he's... who just like churns shit out? No, I I thought his I thought his stuff was fun. It was it was uh, funny on purpose, and it had its yeah. I thought it was good. He, he I think he created pretty good characters, and but you have to going in have to know that you're going in for there's going to be not necessarily puns, but pun like humor, and but it's good. Well, you know, I'm a hard sci-fi guy myself, so I don't know. I like the. Well, it's not even it's fantasy, fantasy more than yeah. sci-fi. I uh, well, I'm a hard fantasy guy too. Um, You're just hard in general. I don't know what that means. That was for the, the ladies. The because uh, I tried reading like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and that's like a book I feel like you have to read. It's like Catcher in the Rye. You have to read it at the right age, or it's just kind of you're like. Eh. Um, I loved it in high school. Oh, I was going to say uh, five years old, but okay, for you it was high school. Well, whatever. Well, you know, we all can read now, John. Can we? Uh, first, all right, so we're switching up, because usually um, I feel like I go first, because I always pick my songs first, but uh, I'll let Pat start it off this time. And as usual, you picked songs that uh, I that were high on my list. And I also knew some you would pick, but uh, like this first one of yours, I was pretty sure you were going to pick. So take it away. Uh, first is Bell and Sebastian, The Same Star. It's typical Bell and Sebastian. It's kind of amazing they've been doing this for, what, 20 years? And it still sounds really good and in some ways different, but in a lot of ways really comfortable and nice. So, yeah, yeah, I like, like it. a little bit more dancey. Yeah, rhythm. I think they've, they've started to move dancier and dancier as the years have gone on but which is funny the melodies are still the same like you could put them on top of their old songs and you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um and this one is mostly sung by not Stuart murdoch um, right by the woman whose name i forget because she replaced uh the one i had a crush on isabel campbell did did she or is this the one that was always there she the wasn't always well she was she's been there since like at least 2000 because she was there the first time i saw them uh 
but I don't think she was an original member. Oh. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, they played this one live when we saw them last month. Uh, it was good. They didn't have their full orchestra with all the violins and stuff, so they couldn't do all their songs. But uh, yeah, this one was yeah, Spell and Sebastian. We feel like we do them every time they have an album. Uh, yeah, and they deservedly so. So. But wait, the the woman who sings on this song, she she was in the band with is- Isabel Campbell. Yes, at first, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she didn't necessarily replace her, but I. Well, yeah, she did as far as, like, being the main woman singer, right. yeah. And I think she sings, like, you know, Isabel Campbell's vocals now on songs that mm-hmm. Isabel Campbell did. Um, right. Anyway, nobody cares but I, us. Oh, people who like Bell and Sebastian probably care, so. Well, but then, nobody cares yeah. about Bell and so, Sarah this, Martin is her name. I had to look it up, too. Sarah Martin? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll never. That's too generic. Um, here it is. Okay, John. I don't even want to go into my real name on here. Uh, here is Bell and Sebastian. The same star. who's been doing it forever. Tracy Thorne, who was part of Everything But The Girl, that band, and Marine Girls back in the 80s, early 80s. Oh, so it's not the guy from 30 Rock. No, I wish it was Tracy Morgan. Wait, Tracy Jordan. Have you... Have you wait, which, wait, I thought it was Tracy Morgan. That's his real name. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you ever hear Eddie Murphy doing his Tracy Morgan impersonation? I did, but I don't know how. It was just passed around. It was yeah. really funny. It was on uh, either Kim, one of the talk shows. But... Oh yeah, I just saw a clip of it then. I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just like it was really funny, and it just makes me think that Eddie Murphy should be d- doing a stand-up special. And it bothers me every time I think about it that he is still super duper funny and can like pick up on people's, you know, idiosyncrasies to to imitate them in funny ways, and he doesn't do it, and it's really too bad. Well, you think he should do a stand-up special until you go watch his other two, and you're like, "Oh, well, you got." Yeah, but you take can't. I mean, ninety-five percent of your jokes, and <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean that he will write those same jokes. I mean, I'm waiting for Cosby's next hour. I have not seen. I have not seen Delirious or Raw since the since since the time. No, me either. But I I bet there's still a lot of gems in there, in, in spite of the deep deep homophobia that is almost certainly in there. Oh, it is 100% in there, yeah. Um, wh- wait, what the fuck was I just thinking? Oh, Tracy Tracy Morgan has some show on 
I don't know, some cable channel. Have you seen it? No, it has, uh, what's, uh, Tiffany Haddish, is that her name? Oh, is she on it too? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He's, it looks funny, but I haven't watched it. Oh my God, dude, I, I went to the movies today and like, at least three previews had Tiffany Haddish in them, so. Really? Yeah, she's, she's blowing up. She's awesome. But and yeah. But what's the, is it Tr- the. Tracy Thorne, uh, is not Tracy Morgan, but, you know, she's been doing this for a long time and I really like this album, uh. I guess, I mean, it comes up as dance, but it's really like kind of uh, more downbeat yeah, dance I would, music. I'm surprised it's called dance. It's just, it's just, it's basically all about his voice, really. Her. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. It is very uh, husky <laughs> now, but yeah, it, yes, she is a woman. Uh, but I've had a couple, I had a couple people ask me when they, when I played this song for them, who's, who is he? So, uh, but now. She's a woman, and uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's it's all about her voice, yes. and it's a very nice voice. So it's, I guess I could see why they're calling it, why it's put under dance just because of the beat and everything. It's just it's funny that it's there because her voice is so prominent. It makes doesn't make me think of that. No, and that like this is not the kind of stuff that club kids are going to be requesting. Um, it's just got a beat, but yeah, uh, always. Well, I can't say I've always liked her. It took me a while, uh, but once I got into her and everything but the girl, I'm I'm a fan. It's all kind of kind of like this and kind of like lower key uh, electronic stuff. But uh, who cares? I don't even know why we do. We try to describe music on these episodes because it never works. Uh, let's just play it. Here is Tracy Thorne with Queen. Here I go again, down that road again, I haven't sold it yet, what happened if we never met, oh, if I just ignored those sliding doors, if I turned instead from your bed, am I Jesse's Girl by Frankie Cosmos. Um, oh, it's just Jesse. Yeah. It's so pretty. It's it's the one about Jesse's girl's boy. Jesse himself. Um yeah, I think she's been on our list before Frankie Cosmos and mm-hmm. I think I so we I must have known this but I totally forgot that she is Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates' daughter. Yes, and I forgot too, but she is so great. On her and own, that's... I know, you don't even, like, you don't think of her as, like, a, you know, a whatever, and, a legacy. She, she tours and does, like, she's not doing big places, so it's, it's, no, she's... it's not, like, she's down to earth. 
Yeah, seemingly. Which makes sense because Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates pre- seem pretty down there. Yeah, keep yeah. Phoebe Cates owns some shop in New York and just like works there. I think she retired from performing when when like she had kids, and that's why. When she had Frankie, Frankie Cosmos, Cosmos is, Frankie Cosmos is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's another one like it's uh, her vocal melody on this too, but also like it's got a cool guitar line. It's got those kind of really busy drums and, yeah and she's got a bit of a lo-fi vibe but you know it sounds good mm-hmm. it's just more uh, lo-fi in the sense that it seems more like ramshackle than like really produced and shit yeah and has a buzz to it which i like yeah oh did not mention as we usually do bill and sebastian out of glasgow scotland uh tracy thorne out of london and frankie cosmos of course out of new york city um, anything else you want to say? Nope. All right, let's do it. Here's Jesse by Frankie Cosmos. I'm just too tired for trying. I created a scorpion and had to kill it. Just like I loved you and I had to will it to end. lot of artists from the same areas uh and there's another new york city well they say it says new york city i don't know if that means brooklyn but it says new york they're from new york city acid dad um it's called 2ci and it's just more of the kind of stuff i like it's like an indie rock song with you know it's got a it's got a guitar riff that goes all through it it's catchy and yeah then they kind of keep that riff keeps reappearing but i also like that it's the guitar is kind of droney kind of stereo lab-esque yeah but it, it is has more of a, a melodic sound to it which i really like and the pretty lyrics yeah and then the chorus is kind of a little bit anthemic like not not u2 levels but they do bring it up a little bit for that they're like not afraid to be uncool yeah i like this one it's just catchy um and to be honest i don't even know that i can think of any lyrics from it right now so no, I can't either, but his voice is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, new band, Acid Dad. Or for all I know, it's one person. Uh, but here you go. Two uh, it doesn't, it no, doesn't it sound like No, it sounds like person. a band. Yeah. Um, here is Acid Dad with 2CI.
Pizat. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Which I'm surprised by because I was thinking 2CI was my choice. Oh, was that one of the ones you had on your list? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, giving Up by April Showers. No, April Showers by Giving Up. <laughs> April Showers is a really good song name. And band name. And dog name. Yeah, what was it about this one that... I guess it's the... The, like the singing together part, you know, the kind yeah, of singing unison. Yeah. 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 And, and, and their voices are a little janky. They're not. Yeah. Like, they're not voices, trained. But, yeah. But it works really well. It's kind of like they're screaming in a controlled way. Yeah. And it's got like this, another one with like a repeating, like two chord keyboard thing. It might even be two note keyboard thing. I don't know. Uh, right. Like, going all the way through. And then there's through. little like, once in a while, there's that guitar. Yeah, some guitar, guitar and then like little kind of... bells going sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently they like, they're all in different areas like uh, Minnesota, Kentucky, Chicago. So they like write songs o- together over the phone. That's awesome. So yeah, which is kind of cool. I don't know if they tour. I didn't find out that much, but um, yeah. Well, they do tour, but they are all appearing at like different places. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Each person only playing their part. Mm-hmm. Which is weird for the audience, but you know, people they can Skype in. They were in Philly in June and I missed them. Oh, they were probably here too. I know I'm so like out of it on concerts just because I I don't think so. No, no. They didn't go further west than Kentucky. Ooh, that's not very far west. Nope. Well, I mean, I guess they like inclement weather and uh tornadoes. This is summertime. It's not inclement. Giving up, April showers. Here you go. Another one that was, I think, made my list last year. They did, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever out of Melbourne. From, I was going to say, an Australian band. Yeah, which has been a theme for a while now. And uh, who knows? Australia might show up again on this list. Um, is this off of the same album from last year? Or is the no. album's out to Okay. This is like their first album. They put out an EP last year. I see. Um, so, yeah, this is their first actual album but you know it's a uh, indie guitar pop once again it's my thing they do remind me a bit of the go-betweens just maybe just in the guitar sound more than anything 
and the chords they use. Like, they don't really sound like the go-betweens, but um, I don't know why I get that vibe off them. Maybe it's just an Australia thing, uh, a style. But yeah, I like them, and I like that, like, all, a lot of times they don't, like, go for big choruses. It's just kind of an extension of the rest of the song and stuff. I don't know. I, it's just catchy to me. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so let's do it a repeat. Uh, repeat performer on our lists. Uh, I mean, not well. This, that's like not this list. Third, They've been on before. It's the third repeat performer from this list. Yes, that's true. So at least third. I don't know. If yeah, I don't think Tracy Thorne has been on, or I know Ask Dad hasn't because they they're new. So yeah. Anyway, here's Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever with Mainland. Damn. Shades of Blue by Yolo Tango. Yes. Yolo Tango. Been around forever. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, Hoboken. From out of, uh, oh, it's Hoboken and not New York? I'm pretty sure they're Hoboken, but you know what? I didn't even look them up. I just wrote it down because that was my feeling. Uh, huh. I mean, not that Hoboken is especially far from New York. I just always thought they were from Long Island. Yeah. Did you get this? But you're, you're right. Did you get this album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I forget. Definitely I've not. I've listened to it for sure. Definitely not a rock Yola Tango album. No, but it's A lot of it's TikTok. kind of formless, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is is pretty airy and kind of like dreamy sounding. And uh, Georgia Hubley sings it uh, with help from Ira, I think. But uh, yeah, I always like the song she sings too. Yeah, and not it so much have... the bass player who sounds like Neil Young, but I I pretty much like everything they do. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen them a few. We've seen them a few times. I saw them a few times, and one the one time was just a normal show, but I saw saw them at this small little theater out like right outside of Philadelphia, and it was such a weird show. It was empty, which I was shocked by. It was like it didn't even fill up half the place. It's not a huge place, but the um the band I think. 
that is like one of the first venues they ever played. So they're nostalgic throughout the show and they were talking much more than they usually do, which was kind of neat. Oh, weird. Yeah. I don't think I've heard them talk much at all uh, when I've seen them live. I mean, you should try to, Hoboken's not that far from you. I think every year they do like their 12 nights of Christmas shows now there. Now that, I think they definitely do it in Brooklyn. They do that in Hoboken? I know I they know, do. Maybe. It is neat. Yeah. Um, those would be fun because they do like a lot of covers and they usually have like guests with them. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it was back during, what was that called where you could download music illegally and everyone did it? Napster Error, where Yolatinga was one of those bands where you would find like three million covers by them because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, uh, I mean, I, I guess you can't really define them as just one sound anymore. They no, kind of go all you over. never, I mean, you never, they've always like every, it seems like every other album, it sounds a little bit different. Yeah, the the reason I haven't seen them um, as much lately has been because like the last two or three times we saw them, they they would do these really extended jams, but like mm-hmm. on very like kind of slow droney songs too. So <laughs> I was I was like, yeah, dude, I this is I'm sure it's fun for you, but I want to hear songs. Um, but no, they're <laughs> no, always good though. I didn't really get into them until like late nineties where did you like them in the, in the eighties? No, I didn't. I, uh, to my knowledge, I didn't know them in the eighties. I might've heard a song or something somewhere, but um, yeah, not till the, not till the nineties. Um, but the only, well, no, they have been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but their first couple albums are not anything to write home about. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at the list. I don't remember. I don't think I've heard any of their first three, but fake book. I like that's, that's early. It's 90. Yeah, that's another one that's all covers. Um, oh, it is? Okay. That's probably where I first heard them uh, speeding motorcycle, the Pastel's song. Um, anyway, we should... You just... know what's... Yeah? Well, before we do, what's very nice about the Wikipedia entry for Fakebook album is not to be confused with Facebook. Oh, yeah, because I think a lot of people do do that. They're like trying to buy a Yola Tango album, and then they end up being uh, annoyed by memes all day. Anyway, here is Yola Tango with Shades of Blue. So I think I'm going to buy you a new non-creaky chair and just have it <laughs> shipped. I guess there's probably some part of this chair where I could put that stuff to make it not squeak, but I just don't know where to put it. Uh, where where it's squeaking. That would be my Well, I, I can't tell where it's squeaking from. It's squeaking from everywhere. So, uh, next. Oh, I see. I mean, I see every week. My next pick, uh, we already did a whole episode about this album, 
but it and is... that's why I didn't take any, even though it could have taken up all ten of my spots. Yeah, Janelle Monet make me feel. Um, talked about it before, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Very Prince-like, and uh, mm-hmm. let's just play this mofo for you. Here's Janelle Monet make me feel. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. Why? And second guessing all my intentions. Should know by the way I use my compression that you got the answers to my confessions. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender and emotional sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. Uh-huh. So good, so good, so fucking real. Okay, and now to you. And I think Janelle Monet is out of Detroit, right? Is that what we determined last time? I forget. Yeah, let's say Detroit. Um, um, your pick. Distracted. By non. Non. N o n n. I I like the the dance dancey beat beat parts of this, but it combines well with the guitar and the kind of like not well mic'd singing. Yeah, male and female singing. Well, I mean, I think it's that's a choice, the, the oh, vocal I, sound. Not, yeah. yeah, I didn't think okay, I, that bad. <laughs> I, I'm just tra- trying to think of a way to describe that where it's kind of far away. Yeah. It's pretty and it's nice. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, the the Jesus and Mary chain, except like if it was played on keyboards more. Um, not that there, but there is guitar in here too, but it's also got that kraut rock beat or I yeah know, i guess you'd say motoric beat i don't know is kraut rock offensive Who and cares? i with with the lyrics i i like how it's all pointed like the words are all like they come with jagged edges like as they sing like they kind of punch the lyrics out and i like that yeah it's like each word is that is it is it on its own well and that might have to do with the fact that they, do you know where they're from nope Jumpland, Sweden. Uh-huh. So, maybe, you know, they're they're like, we don't want to be ABBA and have our lyrics sound super dumb. So, thanks. Uh, hey, I'm an ABBA fan, but not not their lyrics necessarily. Anyway, yeah, no, this I like this one a lot too. I this was on my list at one point. Um, uh, there's there's one you have that was like a real hard one for me to get rid of um but yeah this was on my list uh here is distracted by non
we're almost into our first break. But first, Uno Mas Song. Jeremy Messersmith, Purple Hearts. This is my pick. Uh, I don't know. This seems like something... It seems like both your and my kind of music is kind of Baroque pop. Like it, little elements of Divine Comedy, a little bit of elements of Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, but it's majestic. Not, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a total sucker for songs with orchestral sound. Accompaniment. Yeah, me too. But this guy is out of Minneapolis, so not even European. Once again, we're stealing all their musical ideas. So if you look at his albums, he's been around a long time, and this is the first I've heard of him, but sometimes he spells his name with all capitals. Well, just for the first letter. Sometimes he uses capitals to spell his name, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, this one was an instance when he didn't. I guess he mm-hmm. was he was reading some E.E. Uh, e. Cummings or something, or maybe he just thought this album wasn't up to par with his previous stuff, so he's like, nah, I'm going to do the lowercase. But, uh, Have you... Have you listened to the rest of the album? Is it as good as this? I like it, yeah. It, yeah. I, this is the best song on it, I think, but it's mm-hmm. all of a piece. I had never heard of him before this either. Um, I don't even remember how he got on my radar. I, I'm just, you know, I'm sure I listened to this on Bandcamp or iTunes or something. Um, but yeah, I got to check out more of his stuff. This was number one on, or number two on my list when I put my list together. Yeah, the, I, I mean, like I said, this is one that is for both you and me. Like, this is the kind of stuff we're gonna heartily agree on uh but let's let the listeners decide and if they don't like it they're dumb here's jeremy messersmith with purple hearts i have a knack for awkward silences late night drunk text messages i'm great at playing dumb She doesn't care much for my politics For sentimental atheists Who disagree for fun Ding-dongs. Uh, so that's the first 10 of our 20 songs. Um, so we'll take a break. Let you guys uh, go to the bathroom. I know you've been holding it in that whole time because you uh, forgot how the pause button works on your headphones. So or it's it's allowed to listen to podcasts in the bathroom. I prefer you don't. I prefer you do. Exclusively. Well, uh, that's a fundamental disagreement we'll have to talk about off air. But we'll be back with 10 more songs right after this. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation. 
rest of our top ten lists. Uh, so, Pat, this is another one uh, I was positive you would pick. Well, I knew you'd pick one of hers, but this is the one I figured you would pick. So, take it away. Nameless Faceless by Courtney Barnett. This is such a fun song. Uh, it's her screaming at her critics. or no, I'm not going to say critics, trolls. And it's it's good. It, I like how it starts with that kind of down going down the stairs, and then it, it kind of c- goes up and down from there throughout the song. Yeah. And, def- it's, and it's just Courtney Barnett. Back, I mean, more definitely more rock than her Kurt Vile uh, duet album. But more singy than her. Uh, than her, her previous, original. yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe she's gotten more confident in her singing, and she's not as like talk shouty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I mean, her voice sounds good, um, but she. I think she always makes our lists as well. Right. Out of Melbourne, also. Uh, just like Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. So let's just uh, play it. She's. She's. You've heard her before if you've ever listened to these, so uh, here you go. Here's Nameless Faceless by Courtney Barnett. Ice Age, Painkiller. They are out of Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, I've been listening to them since their last album, uh, which I liked, which was, I mean, they're kind of post-punk, but then this this song especially is, it's still post-punk sounding, but it's got those horns that are kind of like James Bond music (laughs) horns almost, um, that that really like make it stand out to me. I don't know. That's, that's all. I like the horns. Uh, any thoughts on this one? No, I agree with the horns is what I was going to talk about. It yeah. It takes up a, a chunk of the song. Yeah. Which is cool. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I bet this is a fun song to see live. Yeah. And they, they are a good band. I'm glad they're like kind of expanding their sound a little more mm-hmm. like this. So, uh, Although yeah. it would suck if this song played live did not include the didn't horns. Didn't have horns, like, yeah. I, I can imagine that because they might not tour with like a full. Yeah, they but, might not have the money for that. Um, yeah. But you know that's what keyboards and pre-recorded tracks are for. I guess. So, uh, yeah. Without further ado, here's Ice Age with Painkiller. Oh, 
Cut to the Quick by Olden Yoke. Olden Yoke. It's yeah. just it's just the same sound over and over again, and I don't want it to ever stop. Yeah, it's just this recurring riff. It's like electric folk indie? I don't I know, I don't know how you would describe it. Kind of folky, but like not I not yeah, in the I sense that not like fucking Joan Baez or something, but No, but it has a folk element to it and it's soft. But it's not too soft. Yeah. And but that that riff is it's just so good. It's yeah. fun to hear it over and over again. And I do as I listen to it. And the singing's <laughs> fine too. Well, you know, it, yeah. it's uh the dude from Quilt. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh Katie Schaefer or Schaffer, S H A F F E R. Uh and it's like a multi instrumentalist. I don't know she what from? she's from. I don't know if she's from anything. Although Quilt is I think a Boston band, this, uh, old and yoke, they say they're from New York city. So I guess that's where they got together and did it. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's that recurring riff. That's what this is all about. Uh, let's offer it up. Old and yoke with cut to the quick. Cambino, This Is America. Is this the one that surprised you? No. Oh, okay. No, we haven't well, hit that one yet. There think. was a lot of great hip-hop again this year so far, um, and I had a bunch on my list, and then, like, just narrowing it down, uh, sadly, a bunch of them I ended up letting go. But, uh, yeah, everybody saw this video, and then, which is was the main selling point, because at first I was like, that song is whatever, 
but the more I listen to it, it's kind of like the video, like you see more things when you watch it, and then I hear more things when I listen to the song. But I also do like minimalist shit. I have not watched the video yet. What? But I like this song. This song was on my list at first, and I really like it. I, I, I liked it from the start. I feel like Donald or Charles Gambino has the like the skills to like take different like pieces of music and put it into into one and make it mesh in a really nice way. Yeah, he does the pastiche with like the the uh, sing songy, um, like almost choral singing part, and then but then it's just all really, um, like I said, minimal minimalist. But then there's also stuff going on underneath that you notice uh, the more you listen. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good song. You need to watch that video, dude. What is wrong with you? You you'll have a whole new appreciation for the song. Take you three minutes and forty one seconds, approximately. I don't know how long this song is. Three minutes and forty six seconds. So is it really? really good approximately. Wow! Yes, shit. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, every you should all watch this video if you haven't seen it. I don't know. Apparently, Pat uh, lost his internet connection for a few months. So. For some reason, he didn't watch this, but uh, I thought it was some kind of spam. This is America. I thought it was something from Trump. Oh what yeah, did I click on that for. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a uh, that's a easy mistake to make, but uh, it truly is not. And uh, here you go. In case you like Pat, no, Pat's heard it. So in case you've been living under a rock, here's Charles Gambino with "This Is America." glad you picked it because i didn't expect you to pick this one but go ahead oh i i got lost uh, oh i like trip it. Tides. I got, yeah it's uh marianne yes trip tides i i don't i'm not i'm surprised you are surprised i picked it because it's just it's so 70s and it's like a 
spy it's like a movie theme yeah well it's like psychedelic pop yeah yeah it's, it's got a fucking really... flute solo in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i mean yeah. i love to see like that, that kind of grainy film as this plays it's it's really and it and aside from the fact that it sounds like it's from an entirely different era. It's a very pretty, very nice song. It's a, yeah, it's a really cool... And yeah, it's just... It's a sound I really like as well, so... But also, a part of his singing I like about it, uh, there's like a sense of urgency with some some of how he's singing. It's like he's in a hurry to get the words out. And then it kind of slows down when he does that thing where I like that... Sync of, I think it's called... Where he sings along with like the... With like the beat, the beat? you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I always love that. So, like, yeah, are you talking fun. about like in that section when that whole when the whole song slows down? Like, he's like da 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 da. Yeah, da, yeah. Da. Um, yeah, they they are out of L.A., uh, another city that makes a list a lot, along with New York and Melbourne. Well, well, you'd expect huge cities. It's more surprising when it's Minneapolis, which is surprisingly a large amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think LA seems to have like more than other areas, these bands that are kind of throwbacks to the seventies. Like, uh, yes. What's the, what's that band? I can't remember the name of them, but there's another Foxygen one. Foxygen is of, who you're thinking of. Probably who say that again, Foxygen. Sorry. Yeah. Foxygen. Yeah. 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 It reminds me a little bit of this in, a, in an entirely different way. Yeah. LA is definitely getting into the seventies LA mellow vibe, but yeah, this is more, like I said, psychedelic. Yeah. No, this one, is really good. Trip Tides. Marianne, here you are. Next pick, another Australian, but not from Melbourne, from Brisbane. Uh, just like the go-betweens. Sugar and Spice by Hatchie. And it's just like, I don't know, dream pop, shoegaze, but more like emphasis on the pop aspects than you usually think of when you think of like shoegazy stuff. This song made me think of an upbeat Susie and the Banshee. Oh yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. Um, just, just another thing, like, it's just a sound I like, kind of swirly guitars and whatever other textures are going on in there. And then, uh, but then a very clear, like, pop voice. Uh, yeah, Upbeat Susie and the Banshees. There you go. Here is Hatchie with Sugar and Spice. Oh, 
your pick. Another one I feel like has made our list in maybe years previous, but I'm not sure. Really? Uh, a simple song by Amber Arcades. I don't remember them before. It's it's a simple song. It has, the, well, it's not that simple because it has, a. it's, I guess this is just straight pop, right? Yeah, it's I like, would say indie pop, yeah, like, but it does have also the orchestral elements. That's, like, that's what, yeah, like, it's like 60s pop. It has the horns and stuff. and It's Burt Bacharach-ish, yeah. for yes, sure. Yes, that's yeah. exactly, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. And her voice kind of reminds me of uh, the woman from the Sundays. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is basically one woman doing all this. Uh, oh, I love that. That is so crazy. And a lot to Graf, uh, who is from Utrecht in the Netherlands. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think she, or I should call it they, Amber Arcades, made my list once before, like a few years ago. But I don't know. Yeah, no. I like it. Uh, yeah, Backrack's the best thing. And if you like that, you will like this. Here is Simple Song by Amber Arcades. like i put on just because um i think i bumped off a hip-hop song for this one just because i was like i don't have anything like that's really more rock on here and i like it uh salad boys psych slasher is the name of the song uh they're from christchurch new zealand and it's more like kind of classic rock kind of power pop like if if there was a modern day cheap trick that's kind of what this reminds me of I just, um, I mean, not to diss your pick, I just, I found it kind of generic. It kind of is, but so is Cheap Trick, in a way. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought it was hooky. Yeah, it was, it was like my most, like my least favorite pick. Um, but like I said, I, I think I was just try, trying to represent more. Because there are, there were a lot of rock songs I had, but a lot of them were, like it's not, I enjoy them, but it's not the stuff I'm going to listen to over and over. Oh, and this is one you'll listen to over and over? This is one that I, yeah, that when it comes on, I don't have to be in the mood for it. I can just listen I to it, I think. Yeah. Well, this or what I tried to do, I mean, obviously there's a lot, but I tried to pick songs that, like, right off the, like, right off the first, like, note, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's some songs to build, and this year I just tried to do a bunch of first note songs, so that was the one difference I did this year. Yeah, I, I wanted to, I, I, I mean, I always, like, have trouble deciding because i'm like 
do I want to be more like representative of a bunch of different genres or do I want to just go with the songs that make me the happiest? Um, which I, for the most part, did this year. But yeah, like I said, I kind of wanted to represent some power popish rock. So this was my choice. Uh, Pat hates it, apparently. It is called Psych Slasher by Salad Boys. Here you go. I don't hate it. The whole that was just the one I was surprised by because it was just. <laughs> yeah, I know there were other songs that were yeah. stood out more. I know, I get it. Um, anyway, a... we don't have to talk about this one once. We did a whole episode about it of Montreal, Sophie Calais, Calais, Private Game. Every person is a pussy. Every person is a star. Yes. Uh, yeah, of Montreal, Athens, Georgia. Uh, you can go listen to that episode if you want to know more about them. But for now, we're just going to play it. Um, and you'll like it. Yeah, and I'm not going to say the name again. Here you go. language on division street uh out of brooklyn always seem to make the list brooklyn even if you're the last one um it's just synth pop which is as i yeah. said before is another sound like i guess i read that the dude was in another band and um a friend of his he was at a friend's house or something after the band broke up and his friend put on an omd album and it he was like, oh, man, I haven't heard this in forever, and I want to write a song like this. So that's what he <laughs> set out to do. 
<clears throat> this new band, Nation of Language. And yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's just it's just catchy synth pop. There's nothing, you know, world changing about it. It's just good. But it helps that his voice is like exactly like the bands from the eighties sound like. Oh yeah, which is not a hard voice to do. Let's be I honest. guess <laughs> that's why the, when those bands still tour, like it's fine to go see them live because it's not like their voices are going to be shot from <laughs> all the screaming. Yeah. Um, they're just doing that bassy monotone, but, but like I said, it's a sound I like and it's, it's not a nostalgia thing. As I've mentioned before, it's just, I like that sound. It's a, I like music. All right. Well, fuck <laughs> you. Wait, why can't, so you are not nostalgic for anything, is what you're saying? You know, there's very few things I would say I'm nostalgic. No, what I mean is, yeah, I'm not that nostalgic a person. Viv tells me I'm the least sentimental person ever, um, which I can see why she says it, but I am sentimental about some things. Just not a lot. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the difference is. If you like it, if someone likes it because they liked it back then, what's the difference between liking it now? Well, no, I think... Um, a lot of people, it like reminds them of their youth or, oh, this reminds me, of, that's not how I feel about it. I just oh, like, I see. no, I agree. I like that synth pop just because I like the sound and yeah, I might yeah, exactly. be reminded of, of it then, but that has nothing to do with it. I still would like it. Yes. It yeah. doesn't make okay. me feel like I don't elevate it more because it's stuff I, yeah. Anyway, I got um, here is Nation of Language on Division Street. You buried me. see them this year and i mean no. they, they were good you know like i said their voices sounded fine um but it was at this venue and last time we went we just went upstairs and got seats and sat down this time we went and you had to pay for seats which i didn't know so we were oh. standing and like i just realized i can't fucking stand at concerts we made it like halfway through and we were both just like all right let's go i can't this is fucking killing me um that's a young man's game standing at concerts i think <laughs> It's not as enjoyable. I'll agree with you. Yeah, my back starts hurting. My feet start killing me. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they like made the floor lumpy just uh, so you'd be more <laughs> uncomfortable standing, but it was really bad. Um, but, you know, we got to hear as much as we needed. Anyway, yeah, that was our top 20. So, Do you want to talk a little bit about the ones that almost made it? Uh, I would, except I don't have the list in front of me, and my my computer's unplugged from my hard drive, so I don't have my I can't bring my iTunes up. But if you have some, yeah, bring them up. Oh, Ty Seagal. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that was that was really close. Uh, eight hundred seventy-five dollars by Deluxe was another one. 
Oh, I can't. I know I wrote it down with a uh, beach house. Oh yeah. Beach there's, house. There's a really good hip hop oh. song that I can't find now, but anyway, I know that, there, that really helps. We probably had the same one. Yeah. There. I always liked like the jazzy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was a jazzy one. Oh, and there's, there's one with Snoop Dogg that was good too. Oh, that was uh. wait. Are you thinking of the En Vogue song? Yeah. That, yeah. That was a really good song. I was shocked when I heard that the songs from that album i'm like oh shit this is good like you know some 90s r&b band coming back with some... yeah no that that almost made my list too um the, actually there were a few like soul r&b stuff that almost made my list um oh my god see now now i can't say it because i think her name's giselle something but i can't remember so um and also uh that there's a sharon jones and the dap king song that um was it the one like about building the wall, which is just like kind of a funk groove. And so it's not like it just kind of, you know, it's, it's like funk basically. So it's like one thing over and over. So I didn't include it, but it is like, every time it comes up, I'm like, Oh shit, what is this? And I look, I'm like, Oh, it's this song. Yeah. I like it anyway. Yeah. There's... And the Kendrick Lamar song is good. Oh yeah. From black there's Panther lots of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Black Panther? I still haven't seen it. In Oakland. And you, oh, how about the other Oakland movie that, that actually is? Blind Spotting? I haven't seen that yet. We're, we yeah. want to see that. So is I'm that sure get, we will. getting good reviews? Yeah, it's gotten really good reviews. David okay. Diggs, man. Although, yeah, from what I, I hear, there's like the ending uh, is is kind of divisive. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to read too much about it. So I don't really know what that's about. But Oh, I just I found the song I was thinking of. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Was really really close. Uh, Lily Allen, Trigger Bang. Oh, Lily Allen, yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to the rest of that album. I just heard that song when it first came out because it was released early. And uh, yeah, no, I really like that too. Um, all right. Well, you want to move on to recommendations, stations, 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 stations. Sure. I have one. If you do. I do. Uh, Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm gonna recommend. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Boots Riley of The Coup. We did a whole episode on one of their albums once. Um, wrote and directed this. And it, you know, it's it's a cool movie. It's fucking weird as shit. And, like, I don't even want to say anything about it. Because please don't. Just see it. Yeah, you should see it without knowing it. anything about it. Um, but one thing that's really cool, to me anyway, is, like, if, if you live in L.A. or New York or Chicago or, Chicago or even Philadelphia, I feel like you've seen your city and movies a bunch like this. It's, it's very weird to see a movie where you're like, Oh, I know where everything in this movie is. I, <laughs> I know where that is. I know that like, it's cool to see your city in a movie. Um, the first time, I, was, I guess. So this is, I didn't even realize it was set in Oakland. So that's two movies, right. Coming out near each other. Set in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I really want to see it. It has an excellent cast from all over the place. Like, Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Wait. yeah, that's him. He's awesome, and uh, Tessa Thompson. I like Tessa Thompson, who is in every single movie being released right now and right. TV show. It's, yeah, it's it's weird how she blew up after that second season of Veronica Mars, which I really should, and Patton Oswalt's in it, Danny Glover. And I was surprised. That I watched the trailer and I didn't even realize Arnie Hammer, Army or what is it, Army? Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like him too. So oh, yeah, he's really good in this. it too. Um. And he talks, I, I was like, when I was watching it for the second time today, um, I was like, 
God damn, who his his voice sounds like somebody and I like close my eyes and I was like, Oh, it's John Hamm. He sounds in this role just like John Hamm. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um yeah. You should anyway. never close your eyes at the movie theater though. Just my piece of advice to you. I know, because so, that's when things come out of the screen and steal your soul. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my recommendation. What do you got? I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Uh, it's oh, a the book, book. The yeah. Golden State Killer. It's a true crime uh, investigation. But what I really like about it, I like true crime stuff. I don't read it that often. I, I mostly listen to the podcast and stuff. But what Same. I really like about this is that she like put a lot of herself in this book like there's how she got into true crime and how obsessed she got with this case and really reading this book it seems clear that it's unfortunately this investigation might have led to her death like just i think she got so obsessed that she couldn't sleep and she was taking pills for that and stuff so that's too bad yeah it's too bad she died before they like captured the guy yeah but yeah i i mean she got like she got deep into it she knew a, a lot like she was putting out a lot of information and I think she did it in like her writing style is really effective in, in bringing you into the book. And I think it's a, it's a very good book. It's excellent. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah. I want to read it. And I know, um, Patton Oswald did some uh, promotion for it, but I really liked that he wasn't like pitching it as having anything to do with him. He was, he said, this is Michelle, you know, like this. Is right. He, I guess he wrote the afterwards. He wrote, so yeah. I, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he, pitched a lot and it's interesting that in the book she mentions a research like she does a lot of, of of researching with other people on the internet like they meet on the message board and like she has a name for the guy called the kid and there's like final chapters of the book that she never finished that that guy like worked on so it's kind of neat that it starts off and maybe her plan was to keep him anonymous and maybe he would have been anonymous by choice but after she died he got more hands on in the book and and like used his own name to write stuff, which I think is pretty interesting. Like yeah. another, another internet researcher that was like really obsessed. So it was, this is a good book. Yeah. I, I got to check that out. Okay, good. Well, uh, that'll do it then. Write to us at pop culture, continue on gmail.com. Take it away, Pat. Uh, like us on Facebook, rate us very highly on, on iTunes and write a review if you like of any sort, but most importantly, Oh, yeah, most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Email them, uh, Skype them, text them, talk to them in person if, you know, if you're old fashioned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tell them to listen to this podcast. And, you know, not exclusively this one, there's plenty of good podcasts. Yeah, every week we have recommendations for other ones, but this week just tell them listen to Pop Culture Continuum. As they go to sleep, drifting off into dreamland where we can give them nice dreams. I mean, according to what you said earlier, I guess you you assume everybody goes to sleep on the toilet. Since you said people should listen exclusively in the bathroom. No, I said when they are awake and listening, they should be in the bathroom. But when you're telling someone else to listen, you should tell them when they're about to go to sleep. And then you can whisper pulp culture continuum dreams into their ears. Tell them pulp culture continuum. That'll us a lot of good uh, that Thanks. will be our spin-off podcast mm-hmm. uh, all right this is it episode 251 never even mentioned that we did 250 which i guess is some kind of milestone but i don't know only if you're in a numerology it's bullshit so until next time goodbye everybody goodbye